Welcome to Project Performance. This podcast is brought to you by IADT Radio Society and IADT Students Union. I am your host, Kathy Ann Murphy, and today's topic is animation. Again, if you'd like to get involved in this discussion, you can tweet us or tag us on Instagram or Facebook. So my guest today is Mark O'Reilly Murphy, who is an animation artist, but he studied animation in IADT. The course in IEDT is um, very well established and obviously um, very sought after by those who want to go into the animation industry. Um, oftentimes when I was in IEDT studying there, I did go up and see their work and it was just phenomenal. It's amazing. Um, and I can't imagine the detailed time hours that go into something like that. We touched on stop animation when I was in first year in design for station screen and I really really enjoyed it Um, what I loved most about it is the creation of the characters and you know it, the intricacy of that Um, and everybody can relate to animation you know even if it's in our childhood but also there's adult animation I think animation is starting to develop into more of an adult form um, especially if we look at you know the most common like, like the Simpsons Family Guy Futurama all the ones that I used to watch and still do but there is also kind of this up-and-coming Irish animation scene even though animation has always been in Ireland it's now becoming very well known and established due to numerous awards and studios that are now in Ireland um, or I suppose just kind of being more recognized on a worldwide scale so there is actually a, an association for animation in Ireland that is called Animation Ireland and it is sponsored by Enterprise Ireland. Animation Ireland is an umbrella brand under which Ireland's animation companies organise and collaborate for the international promotion of their creative interests. Animation Ireland stated objective is to establish Ireland as a creative centre for, for content and technology by focusing on growth, developing an innovation culture and creating competitive advantages for members. So similar to, you know, the design board, the film board, the different kinds of associations that are in Ireland. This Animation Ireland has a website and if you go onto the website they have numerous articles, they have very interesting um, virtual events, online events and also the Irish Animation Awards 2021. Speaking of awards, um, as we all know there has been an animation or uh, animation, animated film that has been nominated for an Oscar which is phenomenal so um the piece that was nominated was called wolf walkers and it is nominated for best animation in the oscars 2021 so looking very hopeful and exciting that an animation that was came from ireland originated from ireland would be nominated for something like this so Wolfwalkers is an anime, an Irish animation that has been nominated for the Oscar in animated feature film category, made by Kilkenny's Cartoon Saloon and Luxembourg's Musamine Productions. The feature follows the journey of a young apprentice hunter on a mission to wipe out the last wolf pack with her father. However, 
when she encounters the wild native girl called Maeve, she has sucked she was sucked into the world of the wolf walkers, who are believed to be the friendship leads her to turn into a wolf come nightfall. Wolf walkers is a battle up for the gong against onward over the moon, Sean the Sheep movie Faragenin hope I'm saying that correctly and so with the Grammys over the Academy was published its first set of nominees for the 2021 Academy ceremony so this is as I said quite exciting and I've looked at imagery from this animation film um obviously I I haven't been able to see it yet but what is so cool about it is this kind of Celtic Irish obviously with the likes of the Irish names like Maeve we can look back in mythology with Queen Maeve and everything that went with that and possibly there is that look at the Celtic history. So Mark mentions um, in our in our interview that I will play now shortly that a lot of work that is done in Ireland similarly to the idea of Luxembourg being involved as well with this production is that we work on kind of a divided process in terms of we work on the kind of post-production or possibly the development and then that's sent off to another studio another animation house somewhere else in the world so there's like this worldwide feel there's this collaboration when it comes to animation but it's no different to film or exhibited work or anything really where you're working with numerous different cultures and people and what's interesting i think about wolf walkers is the fact that you know it's going off to Luxembourg and it's, it's getting all these influences from other artists all over the world yet it's an Irish story and it's kind of embedded in that and I also speak to Mark about the kind of cultural end of that and how cultural and social elements of wherever it is coming from influences the work so possibly they see Irishness or Irish stories in a different light which is quite interesting when we're thinking of artists about how we communicate with people on a wider scale worldwide and not to kind of give Ireland this kind of stereotypical Celticness that does come up when it comes to Irish productions. So animation can be very broad, it can be stop motion, it can be illustration, it can be obviously the kind of animation that we know and love when we see it ourselves. There's numerous animation courses all over the country but our IADT's course is a four-year course and I will speak to um mark about his time on this course and how he got into it and the avenue that he went down which may not be something that if you were going into animation off the bat that it was something that you might think of as a career so i'm just looking at a website here called thinkbusiness.ie and it says the 33 players leading ireland's animation industry And it has a quote saying the Irish passion for storytelling and the arts has created a culture perfectly suited for the world class animation studios to thrive upon. And that is something we touch on in this podcast numerous times in relation to how our storytelling is embedded in our culture, how we find it easy to tell stories and how that is something that we really need to recognize in terms of the arts and the symbolism of that and the importance of that and similarly then progressing that onto animation obviously these things will go hand in hand so there's numerous different as i said studio houses but ireland has a rich heritage in animation and much of the global orientation of the sector here 
always a debt to Sullivan Bluth Studios, established in Dublin in 1979 by Don Bluth and several Disney animators to work on films such as An American Tale and The Secret of Neve. Sullivan Blood Studios was established in Dublin in 1985 and worked on films such as All Dogs Go to Heaven. Key industry bodies include Screen Ireland and Animation Ireland. So interestingly, uh, Disney, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network and BBC have all collaborated with these Irish studios. Award-winning features and shorts, animated programming for adults, apps and games and being made here by our dynamic technology advanced teams in true 2D and 3D studios. So it's something that we don't think about, well I don't think about when I think of animation, of all the different avenues that it comes into, so apps and computer friendly games and things like that obviously games has a huge amount of animation involved in it and more so now with the likes of virtual reality and obviously with the newer kind of high definition games uh, consoles that are coming out now obviously the animation needs to meet that mark so it's another avenue when it comes to animation that possibly those interested in going into that career may not have looked at before but I think Mark is going to shed a bit of light on his area of work and the different avenues in terms of animation. Who is a compositing artist working within the animation industry in Ireland. Since graduating from IDT in 2018 with a BA Honours in Animation, he has gone on to work for multiple studios and production houses, working on various animated children's TV shows like Transformers. Macronauts, I'm saying, saying that correctly, and My Little Pony, as well as multiple advertisements for the like of Aviva, Guinness and Universal Studios. He is now working in Lighthouse Studios in Kilkenny on the upcoming Netflix show. Away from animation, he is a keen illustrator in his free time. Hello, Mark. Thank you so much for joining me. A little bit about yourself. A little bit about yourself. Like It's so interesting to hear from an animator, especially in I suppose COVID times, you know, um, everybody's industry has kind of came to a standstill and there's kind of a hope nearly that animation is still on the go because it's not as, you know, there's no necessarily human contact to a majority of them, like, you know, on set stuff. So how are you finding COVID in terms of being an animator? Is there still work going? Well, this is the thing. So animation, I guess, is extremely lucky in that uh, it's not, like live action or a drama performance or anything where you have to be there on set uh, in person. You can really be uh, like everybody now at your home working away uh, and it's not really going to interfere too much. Like there's a few hiccups here and there, but I feel the transition to working from home in animation has been fairly smooth. Uh, everybody can sort of pick it up from where it left off in the studio. In the studio. Yeah, exactly, 100%. And for you, I know this course is extremely hard to get into animation in IADT because I remember friends of mine wanting to get in and stuff like that. Um, so for you, did you take a year out to do a portfolio course or did you do a portfolio and get straight in? Well, I came straight from Leaving Cert, so uh, I didn't do a portfolio course now about half the people in my year had done portfolio courses, so there definitely was like a mix of that. Um, IDT as well. Um, at the time when I was choosing 
which course to go into. Like there is a few places in Ireland that do animation courses, uh, Limerick, Ballyfermot, uh, there's uh, two or three in Dublin even. Uh, so there was plenty of options uh, to do animation. But I remember when I was in sixth year, fifth year even, I was going to all these open days and IDT at the time just really felt like the they they really sold it, uh yeah. sold the course uh during those meet and greet days and stuff like that. Uh but there are definitely like numerous different routes uh to study animation in Ireland, which is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I spoke to Han O'Donnell who is more so a model maker, but he's talked about kind of the model making animation industry in Ireland and how it's becoming more um of a diverse industry now compared to like when he was in college what's interesting i'm just looking at my uh my graduation cert here and we graduated in the same year 2018 so that's interesting there you go um but yeah no that's cool and i suppose then for you leaving college because it's a big thing when you leave college trying to find work and trying to figure out what to do um what was your first um I suppose professional work um in the industry when you left in college i did an internship in a post-production house uh which that was the sort of content where we were making ads for guinness and aviva and stuff like that so uh now the production house in question was like more live action focused and i was their sort of in-house animator or uh yeah anything graphical came through me which was so so stressful uh when i was in third year in college trying to like learn on the job and and also keep up with my college work so that was very stressful at the time but in turn it did set me up and teach me like really good skills for going into my fourth year and then onwards after that after college ended uh i i left that job and i got i was jobless for about three months which was always very scary coming out of college but I picked up a graduate training program at Boulder Media uh, which is an animation company in Dublin and they sort of showed me the ropes again more in more like a, a big big studio because I was coming from a production house that was less than 10 people to a company that was like 300 so it was a culture shock but it was good it was good yeah and then for you going out into the world you know in in college in our college i don't know about animation but there's certainly this thing of finding your style or finding your kind of artistic practice and what you're good at and what your genre is and i suppose for you as an animator then going out into this world did you have a very specific style or were you able to kind of adapt and cater for what was needed so this is the thing i'm a compositing artist so it's in the animation industry but i like i i wouldn't really know <laughs> it's so stupid saying this but i did an animation degree and i don't really animate <laughs> uh but i'm still part of the animation industry so i'm sort of at the end of the line so when the animators and the background artists do all their amazing work uh, the comp artist, which is me at the end, sort of puts them together and makes them look how it should on screen. So I like it in that sense that I get to see everybody's work uh, and sort of see the final product as it happens, uh, which is great. 
but in terms of finding my style or style, I don't know, um, it was really more about highlighting other people's work. Yeah, uh, yeah. Completely, yeah. Yeah, because what's interesting about animation is such um, a collaborative process. Like, there are so many stages. Yeah. And it's the same to, like, film, you know, post-production and things like that of all the different jobs that are needed. And um, when you were younger then, we kind of spoke about it there when you left um, school, trying to figure out where you wanted to go. But when you were younger, did you definitely know that you wanted to do something in the arts or was it kind of a later decision? Uh, so... I'll bring it like real back when you when like I started secondary school I didn't even I wasn't going to do art originally because you know when you're in secondary school in Ireland and you get to choose a couple of electives it could be art woodwork metalwork you know home ec uh, I wasn't even going to do art so that was the first decision I guess uh, so I decided to do it in the end and that me- led me there and then in fifth year is when I started looking at colleges and stuff like that. And I'd never really considered doing art or an animation degree or anything like that. I didn't even know it was a possibility uh, in Ireland anyway. Uh, I was looking at uh, business or English or something like that. Uh, But then I just happened upon animation as a course. And I was like, it just sort of clicked. I was really lucky in that sense because not... A lot of people just don't find that course immediately. It takes like a trial and error almost in some cases. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I yeah, definitely. I think you know IDT, as you said, the the open days are very you know informative. Sometimes you go to open days of certain colleges, and it seems like you're just kind of you know a secondary uh, school tour. It's not. I don't feel it's very personal. Where I think IDT, as you said, make it quite personal and and, and really try to promote their work. But for Irish, so this basically, this episode is about obviously Irish TV, really more so than film. And over recent years, there has been this kind of emergence of Irish animation, Irish animated series, or possibly, you know, more um, more children's shows in kind of set in Ireland, made in Ireland, about Ireland. And I suppose, like, because you're obviously in the industry and you've worked on different things, do you think that it has changed a lot even since you graduated in 2018? Do you think it's becoming even more so now, especially with, you know, the emergence of new um, studios in Ireland? Yeah, absolutely. So, like, uh, where do I start? So, I guess the if you're talking about Irish animation, the big one is Cartoon Saloon in Kilkenny. Uh, they've had a number of Oscar nominations now for uh, various feature films they've done a majority of them set in Ireland and around Irish folklore and stuff so that's really amplified uh, Irish storytelling Uh, but apart from that sort of very obvious Irish animation uh, you know it looks like Ireland and people talking in it have Irish accents and stuff like that the Irish animation industry is huge uh, and it doesn't always necessarily revolve around representing Ireland if that makes sense uh, yeah, so there's I think there's something like over 30 animation production houses uh, studios whatever you want to call them in Ireland at the minute uh, each doing their own sort of different genre or uh, niche of them yeah. 
I think, I think what's interesting about like animation as well is that you know just from like looking at research of different places that you spoke about being um a composited is that how i say composited artist that that's where your position is in the kind of um the line of work now it's interesting that some of these houses and some of these studios have a very select aspect of the process so they might work for netflix or they might work for another bigger company and they're like maybe just the early stages of like the drawing and the storyboarding and i suppose when you as you mentioned there you worked on like my little pony transformers you know it, it seems like a lot of time you know we think of animation um as children we think of animation for children we don't think of it as you know obviously there's a huge amount of animation in the likes of china and japan and things like that where it's focused more on an actual artistic practice or like you know it's given a lot more i think um worthiness you know that people people view it differently so do you think you know going into it that you knew exactly that you wanted to do children's stuff or is it just the way that work kind of ended up for you Mm, no i wouldn't say that i sort of left college and was like no i want to work uh for making children's tv shows uh for the rest of my life now it was more so i want to just work on a project i want to like obviously coming straight out of college the first your first concern is getting a job sort of holding that down and and sort of learning your craft and now that I'm in it a few years I can sort of look at it a bit more uh broader and sort of figure out what sort of part of the industry I want to focus on um suppose then for you know, for Irish TV, as it progresses and as, you know, we're getting a lot more, I think, representation in film on TV, more so like normal people or other shows are coming out. But in terms of animation, do you think there needs to be even a bigger change or a bigger kind of because you, you did mention that there's other studios, but even just in terms of animation that could win Oscars, do you know what I mean? as in that kind of level of creating work do you think there could be changes made um in terms of how it's represented to the rest of the world in terms of animation um changes made i'm not sure i think like there's great work being done for that let's call it like the oscar drive to like get an oscar for an irish animation should you well brown bag in dublin already has an oscar for animation they made a short film a good couple of years ago i think it's called give up your l sins um so they sort of have that in the bag now anyway but uh i know cartoon saloon they've every feature film they've made uh down here in kilkenny has been nominated for an oscar and just hasn't uh cross the finish line in that sense but you do get the sense that that is coming eventually and I think when you have studios in Ireland that are already making those steps uh, you're going to find a lot more studios that are maybe on the fringes of that start to come into the fold and make bigger moves in maybe making their first feature uh, to get to that point. Now Feature film in Ireland is probably, as opposed to, say, America, UK, France, Japan, you know, it's it's not as big here uh, in terms of animation. TV shows, yes, 
like Ireland is so so big for TV shows uh, in animation like most studios will have contracts with Disney, Netflix, Amazon, you name it and they probably are doing something for them or they have done something for them uh, and then I guess going back to what you said about Irish representation uh it doesn't always have to be very sort of down your throat. This is Ireland. This is what, you know, the sort of Owen writing spiral, stuff like that. Like I remember when we were working on Transformers, it was a, it was a kid show, preschool show even for called Rescue Bots Academy, uh, which is as far from Ireland as you can get. But one of the script writers, because it was being made and produced in Ireland, uh, wrote a script for an episode that the Transformers uh, went to Ireland and like had an adventure or whatever. Uh, and it's little things like that that are sort of like creeping in in very mainstream media, I think, you know. That's interesting because like, you know, in terms of, you know, when I was younger, when I watched, I remember watching The Simpsons and there was an episode where Ireland was involved or they went to Ireland on a holiday and they kind of... The, the, the stereotypical depiction yeah. of Ireland you know so it's interesting to hear that like there's kind of integration of like Ireland into these kind of mainstream stories so for you then if you're going to give advice because obviously we have a lot of people who listen to this podcast who possibly want to go to IDT or considering INDT for you because you said like this is from doing the course this is where you found what you like doing and where your passion lies so if you were a first year student animation or possibly going to do animation do you have any advice about what you should do while in college like should you focus more so on your skill set or where do you think like what do you think you should do to kind of achieve in the course um i would say it's best to sort of throw your hand at at everything uh so like like i said there's multiple parts uh of animation that you can get into like me i'd I said earlier I did an animation course and I, I'm not an animator. So it's a very general course. Like you go into animation and you could come out a background artist, a producer, a compositing artist like myself, an animator, a rigging artist. There's so many different routes. And while you're in the course or considering it, uh, bear that in mind that you're not only, you're not just going in there to do animation or one thing you you can try your hand at multiple different stuff and then if you find something amongst that that like you're really interested in and you're good at uh zone in on that towards the end of your course so i feel like it's a four-year course first two even three years are are um experimentation and sort of like trying to trying different stuff uh such as backgrounds animation aforementioned uh, and then in fourth year, you can sort of really focus on what you want to do. And then for you, because during, the, like uh, myself included, during COVID, it has become evidently clear that there has been less emphasis on the arts, um, especially when it comes to, you know, people saying, you know, getting a real job or artists are kind of on the lower scale of essential work. Yet people are turning to animations, they're turning to TV shows, they're turning to music during this time. So... A question that I ask all my guests on this show is what do you think needs to change in the mindset of either the government or the people or 
industries or whatever to kind of understand that arts are essential and especially like you know in terms of education and things like that um yeah so what's your opinion on that i suppose going forward for the arts after covid yeah um well there's definitely been a lack of support in during the pandemic from the government i i think um so that has to change there has to be a sort of respect like you said people have turned to media in all forms as a outlet during while we're all in lockdown so the value of it is very real and apparent to everybody now I feel more than anything maybe before Covid it was there was so much else going on that wasn't maybe as apparent uh, or you didn't really rely on it but now when everybody is stuck indoors and sort of to themselves and you're looking for that sort of uh, outlet you do turn to media uh, so I feel the respect for it has grown. That has to be backed by uh, government initiatives, I think, like grants, uh, support schemes. Uh, investment in education definitely is a big one because art is a very hard thing to, to like fund for education because it's so, it's not very like, doesn't have a strict course. It's very... Uh, I don't know what the word is. Uh, it's got a, it molds into certain in loads. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I just like I would like to see more support on a government level to, um, keep the industries going, even when things really hit. Again, I'll preface this like, animation's been extremely lucky, so we haven't maybe experienced the same hit as music musicians uh live action uh industry workers uh people in drama uh so sort of i'm, I'm maybe looking at it through rose tinted glasses because the animation industry is sort of landed on its feet in that sense yeah, uh yeah, yeah. yeah. able to yeah. adapt yeah i think i think yeah. that's something interesting you know because you know, I think every artist can be sympathetic and empathetic to each other that may not be seen in other work industries. Like we all know the difficulty of finding work and how when you find work then it's kind of you work really hard at it. Like I'm not saying other industries don't work hard, but it's kind of you come out of it very self-employed and you kind of try to find your way through it where it's not work is not handed to you or guaranteed. So we're kind of coming to the end of our time now, uh, Mark, but I was wondering for our guests, could you tell us where to find your work or find you on Instagram or oh, any yeah. other site? Um, I, um, let me think if I can, I am Mark Zero Murphy on Instagram and I sort of post some artwork there and just general stuff. Uh, and I think I'm Mark O Murphy on Twitter. And Ooh. follow if you like, don't if you don't. <laughs> brilliant and we will tag mark in all of our posts as usual okay so thank you so much for joining me mark it was a pleasure thanks for having me thank you all for listening stay safe and keep creating